Nine, a podcast for tennis players, coaches, and fans. I'm your host, Jenny Robb. Today on the line, we have Bill Riddle. Bill has been the director of tennis of Bluegrass Yacht and Country Club for 21 years, among uh, so many other things that he contributes to the tennis world. And so, Bill, we're just so glad to have you here today. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, thank you, Jenny, for having me on. I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited because I am a huge Davis Cup and Fed Cup fan. And you know, last year Davis Cup um, was hosted in Birmingham, and this year you're hosting it there in Nashville. Um, so it's exciting stuff. It's coming up next weekend. Yes, it is. Um, pretty, pretty remarkable. You know, when when you think of a big time. Uh, worldwide event like Davis Cup or Fed Cup, you know, you, you, you think these major cities, but as, as you know, here in the South, we've had some smaller cities, um, you know, like Birmingham and Nashville and Asheville just had the, uh, the Fed Cup. I mean, it's really kind of cool for these smaller uh, or even mid-major type cities to to have something uh, of this magnitude. So we're, we're pretty, pretty jazzed about it here in town. Oh, that is awesome. So so uh, tell me a little bit about some of the events that are going to lead up to the main event. <laughs> well, you know, uh, so we're, we're a week away, and um, it becomes a focal point of, of the tennis world because the USA, USA is hosting uh, Belgium, and Belgium made it to the finals last year. Um, and, oh, and we're going to kick off – yeah, we're going to kick off uh, next week um, with our local – uh, tennis group of coaches, USPTA and some PTR coaches. We're kicking off the week uh, doing some free clinics. Uh, on Monday, we're going to be at Ted Rhodes Park, uh, downtown Nashville, doing a free clinic for kids uh, in the community um, from 5 to 6.30 that night. Um, games, prizes, fun, just kind of you know promoting the game. And then um, Wednesday, uh, we've got another – event going on uh, in Williamson County. Um, once again, open to the public. It's going to be hosted at Temple Hills Country Club. Um, and then Saturday, uh, pretty excited because we're, you know, Saturday is the day for doubles in Davis Cup. And so that morning, uh, we've got a doubles, kids doubles day going on that, that we're excited because you're going to be here in town helping <laughs> us with. I'm so looking um, forward to being there for doubles Saturday. I mean, this is going to be a blast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a, a brilliant idea and, and just great concept to get kids playing doubles on Saturday morning. Uh, we're going to be at Hadley Park from 10 o'clock until noon. Uh, it's free for kids. Come out, play some doubles, uh, and then they can go over and watch the the pros play on Saturday afternoon. So oh, I think it's awesome, and I think it's fun, too, to just have something specific towards towards doubles because you know kids so often tournaments are so focused on singles but but as you and I both know you know playing high school tennis or college tennis that um doubles is really important that doubles point is is a really big deal and so to have something that's double specific and then to tie it in with an international event like Davis Cup um, for, you know, USA to play Belgium, you know, last year's finalists, like you said, I mean, this is, this is pretty awesome. I mean, this is a really huge opportunity for, for kids in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, we're, we're pretty, pretty excited. Um, and, and I agree with you. It's, you know, kids, most of the juniors, you know, whether it's their club or playing tournaments, 
they go out there and they, they play singles and they, you know, you just don't see kids partnering up and playing some doubles. So mm-hmm. giving kids a chance to just do this and focus on it, it just makes total sense. Um, so yeah, you it's going to be, it's going to be a good right? week. It, uh, all the events that we're doing are totally free. I know the That's USDA awesome. uh, with, <laughs> with net generation, they've got some things going on as well that week, mm-hmm. but um, you know, we wanted to get, get our community and our local teaching pros involved and, you know, what better way to get USPTA and PTR pros engaged uh, than to just get out there with the kids and do a few community outreach uh, events. Uh, I got to tell you, I I mean, it really meant so much to me. Some of the events that we did um, last year when we hosted here in Birmingham and we did some NJTL events at some local Birmingham city schools and just getting in and introducing tennis to kids, um, in areas that don't necessarily have opportunities to play tennis, you know, people loved it. And, and I just think that there's so much there to, to reach out, you know, so I think it's a huge opportunity. So I'm really excited for, for Nashville to be hosting Davis cup and all that you guys are going to be doing. And I'm glad that I get to come up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be nice to have you in town. I mean, it was, it was cool. I, you know, I was in, in Birmingham with you last year. Yep. Yep. Uh, you guys did a great job with it. I've actually been to Davis Cup twice in Birmingham. Yes. Both that's times. Right. <laughs> both times you guys have have knocked it out of the park. Uh, thank um, you. So I'm 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 hoping we can do do half as good a job as you guys have done. And you know, honestly, it, it's it, you know the USTA can only do so much. Uh, and and it's nice that our local pros are kind of coming together and and helping to kind of fill in some of the gaps or some of the missing spaces next week as we as we you know just promote locally what what uh what sport's all about and just getting people playing well you know one one of the things that means so much to me and and our mutual friend emma doyle says this as well um and it's sort of adopted through judy murray's uh miss hits program is sort of this idea of if you see it you can be it um right and, and so you know to have these you know, international events, these big stage tennis events here in the South, you know, that these kids can go to. And then they say, oh, wow, you know, I mean, maybe I could do that. Maybe I do want to play tennis. You know, I mean, the inspirational, you know, aspect of it is is just tremendous. And so I think it's such a great um, space for kids to come out and see you know, especially our U.S. players that are on the team that, that did kind of go through the system and play college tennis and now are pros. And, you know, you go, if they did it, maybe I could do it too. Right. Well, I mean, you, you, you've you got, uh, you know, kids kids nowadays see professional sports all the time. And, and you know, it's, it's very powerful for them to be able to see professional tennis um, up close and, and uh, you know, live and in color. So uh, it, it makes a big difference uh, when they're when they're able to experience it, and and you know yourself that there's a difference in just going to a, a regular pro tournament, which has good energy and whatnot. But but when you go to a Davis Cup match or a Fed Cup match, and it's you know country versus country, and there's there's this extra layer of enthusiasm and patriotism, and just you know those type of things are kind of mixed into it. It's just it adds another level of excitement. So oh, it's really doubt. cool for the kids. Oh, I mean, I've, I've thought, you know, you know, especially as a, as a kid, maybe you, you did this too, but you you have these little 
visions in your head or dreams or whatever you want to call it where, you know, maybe your name's on the back of a jersey playing for the college that, that you are, are cheering for or a fan of. But, but to have, you know, USA on the back of your jersey or to be playing for your country, I mean, that's a whole nother level. I mean, to be representing your country on the world stage is just um, – I mean, what what an unbelievable honor, and I can't even imagine what what that would feel like. The pride for that, um, like you said, the patriotism. So, you know, Davis Cup and Fed Cup are both such special things, and so I think it's really important for kids to see that and go, "Wow, you know, I, I am proud to be an American. I am proud to play for my country and represent my country." and you know, there's, I mean, my goodness, we could talk for days about the lessons that would come out of that, but. <laughs> <you know. Yeah. laughs> well, you know, what, one of the things that's cool about it is, is two of the five players we have playing for the States, uh, you know, played college tennis mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in Stevie and John. And, yep. and, you know, it's, I think nowadays we're seeing that more and more and it, it's fantastic to, to give kids that, that perspective of, look, you know, I don't have to be so good that I turn pro at 18 or 19 or whatever. I can go to college, play some college tennis, develop, uh, continue to, to progress, and then still have a chance to play at the at the top levels or play for my country. And I mean, I think that's just uh, really powerful, and and hopefully that you know we can get that message across to a lot of the kids as well. Absolutely. So that takes us to another topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, you and I both played high school tennis. Um, so, so if you if you reach out to some of these kids that are playing high school tennis, what what sort of message would you want to send to them, or what what do you want to say about you know the importance of high school tennis? Well, you know, it was it was interesting because you know I played. As back in the old days when I, when I was in high school, you know, it, it, you played multiple sports and it was okay right. back then, right? you know, because right. everything had a season and it wasn't travel, uh, you know, all the time, like, like sports nowadays. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, I remember back in, in of like six guys on, on my high school team, there were three of us that played, played football as well, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which, you know, is kind of unheard of nowadays, probably. Um, but, but it was so, you know, important back then because it just continued that team aspect that yes. that I grew up with, with mm-hmm. other sports. But then you also got that opportunity to be an individual out there and you played singles. And, you know, it's it's so many kids um, having had the chance to, to play high school tennis, coach high school tennis, uh, and coach college tennis as well. It's so powerful to see kids who maybe – you know, maybe they don't play another sport or maybe they're not, uh, you know, top three on their team, but, but they're playing somewhere in the lineup on a, on a high school tennis team and, you know, they contribute somewhere and they just kind of, you know, fall in love with the game and maybe become tennis players for life, you know, which is, is what we want at the end of the day, I think. Absolutely. And, you know, high school tennis, too. I mean, high school is such a hard time for so many people. Um, maybe it was a very easy time for you, Bill. I don't know. <laughs> but, I don't know about that now. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, so much is Have is you ever happening. seen my high school photo? <laughs> I have not. I have not. I'll yeah, have you don't, you, let's, let's don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think it's really important, um, 
you know, in high school, kids tend to, you know, you have this identity thing and you're, you're trying to identify with a group, whatever group that might be, whether it's show choir or cheerleading or you're the football team or whatever it is. So I, I think it's really important if you're, if you know, that, that being part of the tennis team, being part of a team, being part of something, you know, I mean, whatever stage you are in your life, you know, there's, there's that sort of need for the purpose and, you know, a little bit of a identifying factor. And so I, I, I think it's really important, you know, whether you get that, that sweatsuit, the warm up, and you say, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the tennis team or whatever it is, you know, but you have something that you can be proud of. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting that you, you were talking about that because, you know, I've been pretty lucky in the last 30 years uh, in the tennis business and in my career and have gotten to do some really cool things. But one of the things that really stands out to me that I'll, I'll never forget um, is I coached high school tennis for a period of time and had a young lady who was a senior came out and she just, you know, tried out. We, we didn't cut anybody and she was on the team and she had really just kind of learned how to play tennis um, as a senior. And um, she came out, and was the last, you know, ranked girl on our team. And, you know, we got to the point in the season, she got into a match, and she actually won a match as a, as a beginner tennis player, as a senior in high school. And, and I'll never forget the look, and her name was Tobias. I'll never, ever forget the look on her face when she came off of that court, and she had won that match. And, and, and let's be honest, it was, it was not the prettiest, uh, tennis match you've ever seen, but <laughs> she had so much fun and so much joy um, in her face, and and I just will never forget something like that. And and you see that a lot in kids that are playing high school tennis. You know, I mean, this is this is big to them. Um, yes, of course. Yeah, I love I love that word. I love the word joy. You know, I love you know. I feel like we we can talk about so many things that sports has to offer and so many things that it brings to your life. But I mean, just to even say joy, you know, and to hear yeah. a coach say, I'll never forget the moment that I saw the joy on my player's face when she won her first match. Who cares what the match looked like? Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. You, you saw that joy. You, you, and I can feel that joy, you know, I mean, I, I certainly won ugly matches. I played novice tournaments, you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, you, know you, you think, you know, you think you've won one, you think you've done something big, but it's like, you just won a novice tournament. You don't even get any points for this. I hate to tell you, you know, <laughs> you know? Right. But, but it's like, that's not what it's about. It's about the joy of winning. Like you said, you've accomplished something. You practiced, you, you played, you went out there, you put yourself out there and, you know, it's about taking risks, and so we could go into all the psychology. I'm not a psychologist, but <laughs> you know, right. but the joy of winning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just that feeling of of you know. At that point, you could tell she was like, "Look, I'm I'm really part of the team. I've won this match. I've had so much fun, you know. And and I and I've done something. And uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, one of these days, ten years or twenty years down the road, I'm going to run into her and she's still playing tennis, but, uh, you know, it's funny how some of those things will just stick out in your life and you, you just never forget them. And for me, one of those things would be, you know, Tobias winning that high school match, um, as a senior beginning tennis player. So, 
Oh, that is awesome. Now, you also, you coached college teams as well. You you coached Belmont and Fisk and Cumberland, is that right? I did. I spent about nine years total coaching college tennis um, in my last 30 years here in the in the tennis industry. And, you know, it's it, I would not have traded those, those nine years for anything. I, I still in touch with, um, you know, a lot of the players that, that I've uh, been fortunate enough to coach and, and, you know, continue relationships with. And, um, you know, college tennis, and, and I coach at a, at a, a lower level than, you know, your, your top D1s. But, but um, as you know, there's, there's so many different levels of college tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that, that I, I struggle with a lot of times is just getting that message across to, to kids and parents a, a lot that, that there are so many levels of college tennis. Yes. And, and I'm a firm believer in the fact that if, if you're willing to put forth the time and effort to, to make it happen, there's school somewhere that you could play at. Now, it may be in Montana, but, <laughs> um, but there's, there's, a, there's a level for everybody out there uh, to play and, and, once again, contribute. Um, you know, even within the Division One level, there's so many kind of breakdown levels inside of that from your elite programs like the Georgias and the, you know, USC's down to some of the smaller ones that are, you know, sometimes just trying to struggle to keep a team together and, and, and put something out there on the court. Oh, absolutely. I think um, uh, you, if you recall a few years ago, you came to Alabama to our USPTA workshop. Um, I was at Lifetime at the time, and we hosted it there at the Lifetime here in Birmingham. Oh, yeah. And we Great had, um, yeah, yeah, thank you. And we had Dave Marshall. I don't remember if you remember meeting Dave, but he did yeah. um, a presentation there, and he also has been involved with the program um, of Delaware State, and he has said similar things. He's like, you know, Delaware State, it's a small college, yes, but, you know, they have, they literally some years have scholarships that they can't fill, which, which right. seems crazy to me because we hear so much about, oh, college debt and, you know, people can't pay and the tuition, which is all very real too, but it's like, hey, if you want to play college tennis, you can. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in that you can, and and I've (laughs) experienced it firsthand. I mean, uh, you know, I've seen schools that literally were struggling to find bodies to put out there. Mm -hmm, And once again, mm -hmm. you could be in South Dakota, you could be in (laughs) in South Carolina. It it, it varies, but there are, there's a level for everybody that's out there and uh, you just have to be willing to kind of dig a little bit and, and maybe move out of state. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, and it's just such an amazing experience for those those players that were lucky enough to, to play college tennis. It's very rarely would you ever find somebody who still isn't in contact with their teammates, still uh, isn't playing tennis of some level, you know, whether it be recreationally mm-hmm. or with their kids or something like that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just a, I think, an experience that you just carry with you for the rest of your life. Oh, oh, without a doubt. I mean, I know, I mean, I have one of those smaller – college experiences myself, you know, and I, I think that's part of the reason that I've been a tennis pro and been in the tennis industry. You know, I've always loved playing tennis. I loved playing on my high school team. Um, 
even though I'm a huge Alabama fan, you know, I wasn't good enough to play at, at a big <laughs> SEC school like that. So I, I ended up playing at a smaller school and, and it was a big decision at the time, but I'm, I'm so glad that I played at Sanford and I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, the, the experiences that I had, and like you said, I do keep in touch with, with my teammates from, from back then. And, you know, have continued in this, in this industry. And I just, so, I mean, I think that that pathway, um, to throw around a USTA word there, the, the pathway from, you know, playing, um, something like team tennis or junior tournaments or whatever it is to, to going and playing college tennis on whatever level that might look like for each individual and then continuing the industry. I mean, there's, there's so many opportunities there. Well, yeah, for, for our for our American kids, and, and you know, we're we're so fortunate because we have the system in place. Yeah. Uh, and having having traveled to other countries and spent time there with with pa- parents and players, you know, they're they're trying to get here, and and our kids a lot of times and our parents don't realize um, that there is that avenue, and and maybe it's maybe it's you know the some of the teaching pros' fault, or maybe we just need better communication, mm-hmm. but. Uh, or parent education, possibly, just letting them know that that there's opportunities out there, and um, you know, uh, it's something that they the kids should consider. I think that you just brought up a really good point when you say, you know, people from other places are trying to get here. <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, I, I think that's a really big point because I think sometimes here kids it, it's it's like opposite ends of the spectrum either you think you're going to win Wimbledon next year or you say oh well I can't do any of that stuff so I'm happy just you know go into clinics you know and right. so I think that that you know it's like don't on the one hand don't sell yourself short go for it dream big right but then on the other hand well you know be somewhat realistic with <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> well, here and here's the part of that though is I think a lot of times um, it's the parents maybe are unrealistic. Mm. Um, the kids, from what I have I've you know seen and gathered over the years, is you know they're looking for an opportunity. Sometimes maybe mom and dad feel like uh, little Johnny is maybe better than what he is or isn't. And you know the difference is most every kid that I've run into that's coming from another country, you know they're just they'll walk over hot coals to try to get here right. for an opportunity right. to play anywhere. Right. And, and our kids sometimes are maybe, you know, well, gosh, maybe inflated as to what they feel like that they should or shouldn't get from a school. And which is part of the unfortunate part of this is, uh, you know, maybe they, they, they're a little unrealistic in that uh, approach. No, I think that's a really good point. Now, so, I am so interested in this part of your story that you played high school tennis, but then you didn't play in college, but then you became a pro and you are one of, I would say the most influential people in our industry around. I mean, you, you present and speak all over the world. You, you've been a director for two decades or more than two decades, which is, is quite a feat in itself at a country club, as we all know. And, you know, you, you, you have done so many other things that are progressive, um, as far as your, you, so, so tell me a little bit about how, you know, your professional career, like with USPTA and you're also affiliated with the PTR, um, how, how did that come to be? 
Well, it, it's it's um, it maybe it's interesting. I'm not sure, but I, you know, <laughs> growing up, I I wanted to play other sports and play football, and you know, kind of had my mind in one direction, and then a car accident um, uh, right at the end of my high school, uh, my senior year, kind of changed my path in life, and you know, I. I probably the best thing ever happened to me was that car accident. Um, and it put me down a path back into tennis or, or into tennis that, um, literally has led me 30 years down the road here. And, um, you know, it's funny cause you, you know, you, uh, and I, I was in a, a car accident where the drunk driver hit me and, wow. you know, I spent some time in a neck brace and you're thinking, gosh, you know, you're, life is is over and you're not going to get to do what you think you're going to do and then all of a sudden uh, this other door opens and I, now i couldn't imagine my life uh, not as a tennis coach not uh you know uh being in the tennis industry um i, I wouldn't know what what else to do honestly um and i'm so thankful for for that that accident that brought me here so wow um Wow. It's that's, funny, that's, funny, funny how things will happen in life. You, you never know. You never know how things are going to go. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so you have been now in the past, you have been the president of USPTA Tennessee, and now you are on the Southern yeah. board of USPTA. So tell me, tell us all a little bit about what USPTA means to you. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm one of those, those coaches that have been a member of both uh, organizations for the same amount of time and have mm-hmm. uh, been active in both organizations. And, and, uh, you know, as a USPTA member, um, you know, I was lucky to, to help in all aspects in, in Tennessee. And now fortunately I'm, I'm able to help, um, on the Southern board and we've got a great group of, of leaders and people that are involved with that, that, uh, you know, just trying to continue, to grow coaches' education, uh, coach development, um, promote our sport. Um, you know, very fortunate to work with a great group of people there in, in, in the southeast here. And and so for me, the USPTA is, is um, you know, once again, part of my tennis family, uh, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. big giant group of people that, that, you know, that you're associated with and you – you spend time with and you know once again I, I couldn't imagine not being uh, a member of that organization and, and you know trying to do what I can to help I mean tennis has given me so many really cool things in life uh, from friends to relationships to family and, and travel and you know I think all of those things come about uh, by also trying to give back I mean if by giving back to the USPTA and other organizations then, then I, I get rewarded with, with things I feel like. And so it's just this, this, this two way road that, um, that, that I've kind of traveled down for, for the last 30 years. So. That's fantastic. And you, you mentioned continued education and, um, the USPTA in the last few years has sort of restructured, um, their, uh, continuing education, credits and requirements and all that. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the new sort of ideas of continuing education? Well, you know, I've been once again pretty lucky in that having traveled and been outside the, the U.S., 
you see what other countries do and, and what other uh, what, what teaching pros or coaches in other countries have to do to obtain uh, a license or certification. And, and, you know, I think we're tracking towards what other countries are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know that, I know that uh, as a golf pro, you know, uh, those individuals have to spend a, a lot more time kind of working their way up from an education standpoint. Yes. Uh, and from a, from a, a hands-on ex- uh, uh, point of view with the industry. And, and it's not a bad thing for, for tennis coaches to do the same thing. I mean, you got to keep in mind, we're, we're on the front lines. We're, uh, you know, with kids, with adults um, on the court. We have a lot of influence over them um, on how they, they not only play the game, but also how they approach, you know, fitness and their lifestyle. And so the better we are as far as uh, being educated, to all aspects of athletic development, skill development, um, all those different things, the better we're going to be for our students and our players. So, you know, I'm a huge fan and proponent of, of continuing education. Uh, I think that shows by the, you know, the, the number of points that I, I try to obtain each year from just going out and learning myself. Uh, you know, you hear these, these old wise coaches all the time say, you know, it's all about, you know, continuing education and be better yourself so that you can be better for your students and your players. And, and I have bought into that idea from, from day one and um, don't know that I could ever change that, that idea or that concept. I totally agree. And I think that it kind of ties into the whole idea of, you know, the love of the sport, you know, you play whether you played in high school or you played in college or whatever that was. And then you, this idea of giving back that you touched on a few minutes ago, you know, another conversation that is, is brought up and whether it's PTR or USPTA, whatever these organizations are, USTA for that matter is where are the young pros? Where's the next generation of pros? And, you know, it's, it's sort of a, a dilemma and we say, oh, is it because of this or because of that or, or whatever? Um, you know, but, but inspiring the next generation to want to be a coach um, as a sustainable and impactful way of life. Um, what are your thoughts on, on, on that sort of next generation of coaches? Well, um, I'm, I'm a little worried, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, from the standpoint of, you know, you look around the room at, at different workshops and conventions and conferences and whatnot, and, mm-hmm. and the, the age uh, range, you know, I'm the, one of the younger guys in the, in the room sometimes, mm-hmm. which is scary because I'm an old man. Um, <laughs> but but we, do, we, do need to, we do need to find ways to get more, um, you know, young coaches involved. I think we have to be, you know, first and foremost, realistic with them that, yes, uh, you know, you're going to have to spend some time on the court. There's going to be a little bit of grinding. Um, there's going to be some some sacrifice. Uh, I think what happens sometimes is, you know, the younger generation now, they, they come out of college and they're looking at, you know, A versus B. And maybe I go to the corporate world and, you know, I get certain guarantees where sometimes you come to the tennis world and maybe those guarantees from a salary or, or days off, you know, really aren't there. I mean, 
let's be honest, it's it's not an an easy job sometimes. I mean, you're working no, nights not. and weekends and, yep. you know, you, you could be traveling and you're, you know, the more you put into it, yes, the more you get back, but you, you have to be willing to, to put in some time, effort, and maybe even a little blood, sweat, and tears, you know? Oh, absolutely. No, without a doubt. You know, I mean, I think that's sort of an angle that we need to take as an industry, as, as people that are on these types of boards and and, in these positions where we can say, you know, let's, let's go ahead and address this and say, look, you know, we have to not only, and you, this is something you've done a really good job of. I mean, it's not just pulling a basket out and feeding some balls and throwing out some great coaching tips, however well-informed they may be, and then calling it a day. I mean, it's like you're great at social media you're, you are, you have to be business savvy. You have to know how to be really good at the service industry. Um, you know, it, it's communication, it's hiring, it's building a staff, building a culture within your club, or, you know, that's how you have longevity at a country club, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, being able to, to, to do all of these things is a lot more than pulling out a basket of balls and, and telling you how to hit a forehand. And so I love programs like uh, PTM and, and these things that are really um, supporting young people that are getting into this industry because it is a whole lot more than just the technique of a two-handed backhand or whatever it may be. I mean, you have to be able to wear a lot of different hats. Um, and unfortunately, in, in the last few uh, years, I don't know if that's the right time frame to say, but it's like the hats are increasing and the salaries are getting smaller. <laughs> well, yeah, they are to some extent because, because you look at it and there's, there's tennis coaches. Then there's sometimes you've got people who just feed balls and you've got, uh, you know, uh, teaching professionals. And, and then I think sometimes you've got people that are more of the tennis director minded where they kind of encompass all things. And, and once again, I, I go back to, I think being realistic with, the younger groups that are coming into the industry, just being real realistic with them to say, look, you know, wh- where is it? Do you want to be? Or if you're not sure, well then, you know, I- experience some of these different things so that you can make a, an informed decision as to where you want to be down the road. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, you, you're, you, <laughs> you are sometimes just a feeder. Sometimes you're a coach. Sometimes you're a hitting partner. Sometimes you're just a therapist there to listen. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, and then sometimes you have to be able to understand the business of it as well. So it's um, it's it's more than just showing up in some pretty white shorts and uh, having a ball <laughs> basket and you know good hair. Yeah, <laughs> that does help, though, right? I mean, the, the good hair the good hair helps. You know, a good tan, uh, a, a good accent. These things help. <laughs> Yeah, I got, I, I got kind of the hair, but I definitely don't have an accent. Uh, the southern Depends is not on an who accent. You ask. Yeah, okay, okay. Thanks, Jenny. <laughs> at least I still have hair at my age. I'm happy with that. <laughs> but I think again, you bring up a really important point about um, knowing that there's different paths. I mean, because I think at, at one time, or, or maybe I was just naive, but at, at one time it was like, okay, you're going to be sort of the the young person that's maybe the hitter in the clinic and then you maybe do some hitting lessons and then maybe 
you know, you, you do some private lessons and then you become a, a, an assistant pro and then you become a head pro and then you become a director and that's the pathway. You know, but that's right. not the only pathway. You know, I mean, there, right. there are so many other opportunities in our industry that I think maybe people aren't necessarily aware of. Um, and I think you are a person that, that has taken um, advantage of a lot of these other um, opportunities, whether it be, you know, with with Prince or Adidas or even like a Rebo wall or, or any anything like that. Or you, you do these interviews, you know, Fast Five. And, you know, so, so I think you are a very innovative and progressive um, person in our industry. So what, what has led you in that direction? Well, I, I kind of feel like maybe I'm just very passionate about um, about the sport of tennis. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I try to always be the guy that the glass is half full. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's for me, everything is kind of driven by the love of it and the passion for it. And and so I'm, I'm very lucky. I, I realize that some people, they don't have that or they, they, they can't have it in the current situation. Um, but, but I mean, I think if you, if you find passion for what it is you're doing and it could be digging ditches or teaching tennis, it doesn't matter if you're passionate about it and you're, and you're into it, then it's going to be a lot easier, um, to look for opportunities, um, and, and find ways to, to kind of give back or share it. Uh, so for me, it's, it's always been about, you know, how can I, how can I learn a little bit more and help somebody else? along the, along the pathway. And that's, that's what's kind of kept me going. And that's how I've approached it. I don't know if it's the right way, but it's just been my way. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing next weekend in Nashville for Davis cup, um, for the events that we have going on there. But then I'm also, I'm going to get to see you in May because it is the USPTA Southern convention and there's a pretty yeah. impressive lineup of speakers and you were one of them. <laughs> What are, <laughs> what are you speaking about at the Southern Convention? Well, um, actually, uh, for this one, I'm, I'm going to spend some time talking about summer camps. Um, May is a perfect time for that because, yep. you know, summer camp season is just right around the corner in June and July. And, you know, a lot of times we, as coaches and pros at clubs, we kind of get into a little bit of a rut. And once again, you know, having the, the opportunity to see and, experience things kind of all over the country and around the world of really kind of sharing um, some different experiences, bringing that back to the, uh, to the audience there. And we'll do a little bit of, of on court, off court uh, approach to making your summer tennis camps uh, bigger and better. So really looking forward to it. Oh, well, that's such a great topic and one that, that everyone can uh, learn from and relate to for sure. Whatever kind of facility you're in, um, and there's some some pretty big names coming. I mean, you've got Gigi Fernandez coming with her her doubles course, which is phenomenal. Emilio Sanchez. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of some of our Alabama folks. We've got Arnold Bradshaw and Kevin Dios. Um, you know, our yeah. executive director uh, of of USPTA Pat Whitworth. He's going to talk Disney, <laughs> which is going to be a <laughs> lot of fun. 
Um, Dave Dvorak, Tied Up Church, uh, Craig Jones um, from the USTA is going to talk some net generation stuff. If you haven't heard about net generation, I don't know what rock you've been living under, but um, <laughs> yeah. you're in South Dakota, probably. <laughs> yeah, right? Stan Stan Oley, um, one of the such a super guy, and you know his product is amazing um, as well. Jeff Chanley, of course, Tom Parks. Um, you know, my friend Chris from North Carolina, our friend Chris from North Carolina. I mean, so yeah. it's it's going to be a, a really fantastic weekend of, of just fun and learning and, and, and so much going on there. What 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 do these um, what do these things mean to you? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because there's, there's a lot of good information from a lot of different good a lot of different speakers and a lot of really good speakers. Um, I think though, honestly, what, and you, you probably agree with me on this one, but <laughs> I think I find out more, I, I take more nuggets of, of wisdom away from these conferences and conventions in between the seminars. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, to, to hearing Gigi and Stan and some of the others. Um, but, but I, I feel like I learn more just within my network and meeting people and just sharing you know, sharing some time over, you know, a glass of iced tea or something like that where, you know, you're, you're talking about what's going on, you know? I mean, we're in the South. you got to have iced tea. So, so but, but I think no. you find out yeah, – <laughs> or fire. But, but I think you find out a lot about um, ways to, to make yourself or your club or your facility better when you get some one-on-one time with, with your peers. Um, and, and, and I tell – coaches all the time, look, if you're going to this conference, try to take one nugget away from each speaker, but then spend your time networking in between sessions. Um, build your network. Um, let your network of other coaches help you be successful in whatever it is you're doing. And and I firmly believe in that. Oh, oh, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, these – these times when you have all these people coming in and whether they're a speaker or an attendee or somebody that's organizing the event, everyone is worth saying hello to, you know? So it's like, I I mean, you know, one thing I encourage people to do if if they're a first time attendee is, you know, meet everybody, just, just go, go say hello to the people that organize the event. Thank them for all the stuff they're doing. And I mean, cause Good grief! Getting a bunch of tennis pros together has got to be like herding cats, anyway. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and and you know the speakers, you know we're all passionate about what we do, and so you know meet them, go say hello, you know find out where they're from. Maybe you know somebody. I mean, the tennis world it really is such a small world, so the networking is is just invaluable. It, it is, and and I've never I've never been to a, a conference or workshop where. I didn't walk away feeling like, you know, that was that was good information either from the speakers on court or in the classroom, but most definitely from the network that that, you know, I try to build or or the questions I'll ask people, you know, at, at dinner or, or at breakfast or wherever, um, because you know we're we're all kind of in the same boat. We're we may be in different states or different clubs or facilities, but we're all kind of in the same boat, working towards the same cause and. Um, you know, we can share those experiences and help each other out and, and really at that point, grow the game of tennis. 
Oh, wow. That's so well said. Thank you, Bill. I mean, because again, we all, we all love the sport and, 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 you know, so if you're at one of these conferences or conventions or workshops or seminars or whatever may be offered in your area, you know, just by being there, you're already taking that step towards bettering yourself, which anytime you better yourself, it's, it's better for your students and your club. And, you know, it's, it's, so it's just it, it, there on so many levels, the positives are just, you know, goodness, we could, again, we could, we could talk for days, but, but yeah, I mean the, the networking, the, the, what you learn from people in different areas and, um, it's just, it's awesome. And, and plus it's just really a whole lot of fun too. <laughs> it, it is always nice to kind of see, it, it's, it's kind of sometimes like a family reunion, you know, <laughs> yes. um, you know, you, you, you see people, uh, you know, year after year or, or month after month in different places and it, and it, you know, becomes part of your life. And, um, um, I, I, I would hate to, to, to miss something like this and, you know, you just have to kind of embrace it for what it is and uh and take what you need from it so i'm looking forward to it oh well me too and and bill i know we will talk again this is we we will certainly have you as a guest on the show i hope um another time in the future but but for today do you have any parting words or anything else you want to um talk about before we sign off well no i think i think we've covered everything except for (laughs) politics and we probably don't want to go down that path because uh, then we might lose or gain a few uh, uh, viewers or listeners but uh, but I, I appreciate you, you having me on uh, it's taken a while to get the invite but but I'm not gonna fault you for that it's no worries <laughs> um, but uh, you know I'll talk about this with you anytime so you just let me know all right. Well, I uh, really appreciate you coming on this afternoon. So thank you so much, Bill. I know you are you are the busiest guy in tennis that I know. So I appreciate your time, and I look forward to seeing you next week at Davis Cup. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> See you soon, Jen. All Thanks. right. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.